Welcome back to another episode of Therapeutic Rap. I'm here today with a special guest, live and direct. Uh, the guest goes by the name of Zantuan Worthy. You might know him as Z Tweezy. He's an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and some would say a street legend. What's up, Zantuan, man? How you doing, bro? Man, how's it going, man? I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm glad to be here today. Oh, man, that's dope. That's dope, man. I, um... Had the opportunity to talk to you a little while, man, on a, a, a sports podcast, man. I just wanted to get down, man, and uh, give you an opportunity, man, to share your journey with us, man. I, I, you know, I, I like to, I will, I wouldn't mind doing that, man. You, I mean, you pretty much can ask me anything, man, and I can, and then I can, you know, do a few other things, uh, say a few things that you don't ask me, man. For sure. I just, I'm gonna go off of your lead. All right, yeah. Well. yeah. I'm going to start with an easy question, man. Uh, take us back, man, to, let's say, 2000, 2002, that area, man. You was out here, you know, getting it, man. Like, you had the love of the city behind you or whatever, man. Like, what was your mind frame in that time period? Uh, well, back then, I was a lot younger and a lot, you know, not, not as focused as I am today or not as mature as I am today. I was a little silly back then. However, back then I was actually I was making some power moves that I didn't even know that they was really power moves at the time. Now that I spent now that I spent time in prison and sat there and thought about some of the uh, the things that I had going on, the good, the bad, you know what I'm saying, the ugly, and you know some stuff that looked really good at the time. I just started reevaluating a lot of things. But back then, man, I was just doing everything. Man, I was in the streets hard. I'm talking about hard. I'm talking about deep in it. And I don't, I want to make sure that I don't glorify that lifestyle because I don't want nobody to follow that lifestyle, even though it's glorified every day in music mm-hmm. and videos and stuff like that, because a lot of that stuff, it don't, it don't, it don't show the picture about the, the, the struggles and the problems I had in the court system with the, uh, with the unjust, system and don't talk about how uh bad that you are treated in the system and don't talk about the lack thereof or the support and don't talk about the bad part and the bad clearly outweighs the good you know what i'm saying and you know but i was but back in the like back to your question back in two early 2000s i was just out there running going hard doing everything but I mean, I was just doing a lot, you know what I'm saying? And most people only remember the bad stuff or or the or the dealing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't re- they don't really remember well, they remember, but they don't ever talk about the really good stuff that I did in the community, man. And I was I I want to get that that message out there, Jay. I want to get the good message out there. I don't want to get the really bad message, but I do want to talk about the bad stuff. So maybe I can redirect the energy of the, of the youth from trying to, uh, be the next trap star or the next, you know, kingpin and this, that, the third, because our kids are just, they, they, they looking at the game uh, a, a different way. You know what I mean? And, and they shouldn't be looking at it like that. For sure. Well, let's let's jump right into the good stuff, man. Talk about some of the good things you had going on, man, with the with the parties and the and the and the feed in the community and all that, man. Let's talk about that. Um, 
Well, some of the good things I did, man. Um, uh, you you from the Harris to Holmes Southside area, correct? Yes, sir. So you know you know Wanderville was our was our center mm-hmm. or whatever. So over at Wanderville, you know we had a little. We always kept a pretty good little recreation football team, and instead the third. Well, as I got older, I played for Wanderville, but as I got older, I remember kids not having the you know certain things over there. So what I would do is I would give back to the, the recreation center. I um I gave back to uh, Smith and Dudley. I I, I hosted and uh, sponsored a few things on them campuses. I sponsored stuff on A&T campus. Um, what else have I done? The the type of events I done had, I done had uh, 18 and up the uh, teen parties, 21 and up parties. I done had karaoke. I had fashion shows, talent shows, step shows, basketball tournaments, um, cookouts given back in the hood of Hampton Homes. And the cookouts was called Stop the Violence and Z Tweezy Appreciation Cookout. Um, <clears throat> what else have I done? Um, I went and spoke to kids before. Um, I'm, I was just always doing something, man. I, even if it was just giving a few dollars to a homeless person to get something to eat, it, the things that I've done is just continuous. It just wasn't, no, let me do this one time. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was just always something. Every time I got a chance to do something, I actually would do it. And I had no problem with doing it. And I still don't have a problem with doing it today. Now, a lot of people have notoriety, but you was like a point of reference, like, for even outsiders. Like, they'd be like, oh, you from Greensboro? You, do you know Zantuan? Like, how did you, you know what I'm saying, once you had that, the, the height of your popularity, how did you deal with that? Or did you not want to be popular? Um, I think it was a phase at one time that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And then um, I wanted the money. I wanted the women. I wanted the cars, the clothes, the fame. The, the hood status, you know what I'm saying? I wanted all that, but when I actually got it, I really didn't want it, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, but, um, I mean, I, I really don't, I don't, I really don't know how to answer that question for real, but, but, um, I don't know, man. This is, this, that popularity is tricky. It's, it's, it's a gift and it's a curse, you know what I'm saying? Everybody expects you to, once you get popular or they feel like you got this, that, the third, they, ex- they expect you to do all this stuff for them as if I don't have my own personal stuff I got going on. It's like people always want to borrow money from you. And I make money, and then when you make money, your, your cost of living actually go up. So you get a bigger house. You get a bigger car. You get bigger insurances. You got your own child. You got your own family. Your own, you know, you want to look out for your own family. So your expenses is a lot higher, and then you got to live within your means. Some people don't live within they they budget, and then they feel that they can come to me, and they feel that they can come to me and me and and think that I can take them out of whatever uh, debt that they didn't get in. And if I did that for everybody, I wouldn't have never had a penny. Right. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have never had. So that's that's some of the bad stuff with it. But then you know. Back when I was younger and I wanted the women and all that, that popularity actually helped for that because them girls was super groupies, you know what I'm saying? You know, at that time, I really wanted it. I don't really pay attention to it now since I'm older. 
But then I liked it. You know what I'm saying? I had some bad chicks pull up on me. I know I'm not no fine dude. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm not no fine dude. I'm I'm halfway decent, but the type of girls I was pulling, had I not had no money, I don't know if I would have got them, Jay. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't know. I, then again, I feel that I do feel that I still had that that swag, that drip or whatever. So I think that I might have still been able to pull them. I don't know. But I know a lot of times them girls was after me because I had a little change. You know what I'm saying? Now, this right here might be a weird question. At one time, what's the most amount of money you had your actual hands on? Uh, I I had a million dollars. Ooh. I had a million cash. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And and unfortunately, uh, I know one of my uh, when I got arrested, one of these spots got hit and had like four hundred and fifty k in it, and the people some the people ended up getting it or whatever. But back then, I used to have a lot of stuff that wasn't in my name. I had a lot of um, fake stuff. Fake. I don't want to really say what it was, but yeah, fake you. stuff with fake names on it or whatever, and could none of it ever be drawn back to me because you know what I'm saying, but nothing in my name. But <clears throat> I lost a whole lot of money doing that. I had I, I've had about nine attorneys since I came went in and throughout my process of appealing stuff and and post conviction and all that for attorneys, and I just spent at least. Another hundred and fifty to one hundred and seventy k just on attorneys trying to get out, and I suppose I only did a five year sentence, but I ended up uh, doing thirteen and a half, and I'm actually still doing time now because I got this this old bracelet on my leg right now, so it's 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 still like I'm it's still like I'm doing time right now, you know what I'm saying? Well, I am doing time because I can't even leave my. Uh, my residence right now. Now, now since well, you yeah, been... I, I didn't, I didn't test. I'll test. I'll test. I'll test one ticket. Woo. Since you've been from back behind the wall, what was the uh, hardest thing for you to get accustomed to, like reaccustomed to? You know what I mean. After thirteen years. What coming when I, when I, since I came back home? Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it's, it's been a pretty smooth transition man the only thing that's been uh this uh there's been an issue is is the technology learning how to work this this smart tv mm -hmm. and uh learning how to, i got the uh the iphone 11 so the iphone 11 is it's a whole lot of technology to it but the thing is <clears throat> i was a technology major in school so you know how you have windows 2000 and then two, Windows 2010 and yeah. then Windows 2015. A lot, most of it's based off the 2000. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But they add a little bit here and there. You know what I'm saying? So it don't be too far off. Even though I did 13 and a half years, once I picked up this phone and messed with it a little bit, I caught right back onto it. But technology has been one of the biggest transitions. The craziest thing since from when I uh, came in and and when and to today's date is how people have changed so much and how people are not supportive of each other. How people are more, way more disrespectful. How people don't uh, uh, you don't hear the word thank you or, or excuse me or 
you know, on a regular. Because when you know when we was growing up, you would hold a door for a, a lady. You know, it don't have to be your mama or your girlfriend or that. You hold it for. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and older people, I always and I still to this day say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You know what I'm saying? I just turned 43 on September 3rd. I ain't. I don't. I don't even curse in front of my mom. You know what I'm saying? Never have, never will, because I want to show her the utmost respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I and I just won't disrespect her like that. I see people, you know, cussing at their mama, not around them, but like at them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that that has changed. So that that changed a lot since I I've been home. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know that the cars and all that stuff look a lot better. The the women are a lot more ratchet now than they was, you know. The women actually, Jay, you wouldn't be you you wouldn't believe it, but my inbox on Facebook and my DMs on uh, Instagram, these girls are literally trying to give me booty through the inbox. Yeah, you know okay. what I'm saying? They literally, yeah, without a problem. I just like I don't even have to. I don't. We, I ain't even got to take them out. I don't even have to uh, take him out to eat. I ain't got to take him to the movies. You know, we used to do that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. I can, I can pull up on him and, and give him a laughy taffy <laughs> and get some booty. All but yeah. laughy taffy. Yeah, that's where they at now, and that's that's sad, man. It, like it's it's, it's sad, sad yeah. because like I, I don't think a lot of women know that men are naturally hunters. Like like we we like the thrill of getting to know you, you know, pursuing you, trying to woo you. But now they just like, shoot, yeah. nah, I want what's in your pants and what's but, in your pockets. Yeah, and, and what's so crazy is this, it seems like the women now are, are actually the men. And the men are actually the women because I see so many dudes that are whining. Like, like you know what I'm saying? They ain't got their chest up. They just like whining and men just going to women's phones and checking their messages and all that is just like it's a lot. I mean, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now let's talk about uh, lost relationships, man. Like over over time, people change. Uh, are are all of your friendships that you had prior to going to do the bid are they still the same now, or has some dissolved or or whatnot? Man, uh, relationships have changed dramatically. I mean, I had I had a whole lot of really good friendships before I came into prison. But but I, I came to I went to prison or I went to jail and then from jail I went to prison. But I came into the system on April the third, two thousand seven. I had tons of friends on April third, two thousand seven. By the time I was released, September the 2nd to the halfway house, September 2nd, 2020, I barely had some friends. And all the friends that I had on September 2nd, 2020, most of them were people that actually reached out to me and and befriended me by just checking on me and remembering what I did for the hood and this, that, and third, not people that I actually hung with. Now, I still got some of my day one friends that, um, that's been there, you know what I'm saying? And um, they looked out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, you you spoke about you have uh, more opportunities coming and everything, man. And one thing that I know 
about hustlers. Any hustler, no matter what your hustle was, that hustler spirit never dies. It never leaves. It's like it's there. You know what I'm saying? If 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 you sold candy in middle school, you know you might. You know what I'm saying? That just that spirit, you know, stays with you, man. What what's some of the things you got in the works, man? Without you know spo- spoiling the, the surprises or whatever. I mean, I put it out there. I ain't tripping, man. Um, my thing is, um, I actually stole candy in, um, in middle school too. It's crazy, but I did do that. I went down to Big Lots on uh, Coliseum or at uh, Florida Street and and would buy candy and resell it back at Allen Middle School. But anyway, um, what I got in the works, uh, I got a book that I wrote on my life and. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for the, for this person to uh, let me know if they're gonna type it and edit it or whatever, so I can get that out there. I got a, a documentary series on my life that's coming out after the book or whatever, but it's a dude named Omar uh, Scarborough. He's actually gonna um, he's actually gonna shoot it and put it on Netflix for me. I got that. My brother uh, Hive Express H I V E express he's on instagram on facebook and he got a uh they they can google it however but um he sells all type of products uh, appliances clothes shoes toys drones apple products all type of stuff he sell it all or whatever and i'm actually my brother don't want to see me in the streets he don't want to see me messing up no more and we always looked out for each other like how brothers supposed to do mm-hmm. and he's ready to give me uh half of the business once i come off of this bracelet because in a halfway house they don't allow you to run your own business right, right. you know what i'm saying so i got that my mom is a coupon queen she got so much stuff in this house that it's it's, it's crazy and um, and uh, I'm actually helping her do some some things with that. I, I'm going to end up doing a podcast also because uh, your partner Melvin Wall, he me and him was talking, and and I've been on I've been on quite a few podcasts. I've been on 102 Jam, 105, I think Drunk Tea. I've been on y'all sports cast. I'm on this one. I did something with uh, a lady uh, named uh, Dr. Zidi. She from um, she she's a doctor out of she went to ANT also. Shout out to uh, ANT because I graduated from ANT Aggie Pride. Uh, AJ, his name is Dope. Um, what is it? Free Dope Majors on uh, Instagram. I did uh, a set with him too. But I just been doing a whole lot of podcasting and. Um, and interviews, which I don't care to, I mean, I love to do. I, I actually like to do them because I want I want this positive message, message to get out there. I want to, you know, see if we can redirect this bad energy that's out here in the street and put it into a positive way so people can make money. Because at the end of the day, it's really about their bread. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if if people can get that bread, then they can, they can get ahead. Um, <clears throat> but I got the podcast coming up. I'm trying to build a, a team. I was a really, really big promoter before I left. I don't think too many. I don't think too many people was touching me on the parties before I left. And um, I might end up doing some grown and sexy stuff, some thirty and up, hard bottoms and and open toe heel type thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do no 
like hat to the back, pants sagging and all that. I, that ain't my era no more. You know what I'm saying? I've been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. I'm through with it. It's time for me to move on. Somebody else can have that. You know what I'm saying? But I might look into a, a once a month event for the grown and sexy. I'm looking into a, a come home party once I get this thing off of my leg, though. Um, and I don't, and right now, I, I don't really party but, no more. I don't party much no more, man. I'm, I'm I'm married. I got you see the gray in the beard, but but when you yeah. when you do that when you do that welcome home, man. I'm I'm in a place, man. I'm there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I just see, see people our age. I want you to feel comfortable. Yeah, I want you to come out and feel comfortable. I don't want you to come out and feel like you you gonna get shot mm-hmm. or you need to wear a bulletproof vest or something like that. I, I don't want to feel like that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to. I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to do anything that's gonna uh, make me feel a certain type of way. I talked to my little cousin Scooter. And we was talking about maybe and uh, my home girl Latoya Robinson. Uh, she's in the flipping homes and stuff like that. So I was I was thinking about uh, linking up with them and maybe possibly uh, trying to get into these homes and and stuff like that too, man. It's it's just so it's it's so many things and it's a quite a few other um, ventures that they came across my table, but I don't they ain't concrete. But them things that I talked about, I'm sure. I'm gonna actually do them some way, some somehow, in some way. It's gonna it's gonna work itself out. Man, that's dope, man. Like, and I told you, anything you need from me to to get whatever you got going going, uh, I'm there, man. Because like, I really appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> doing doing the show, I appreciate you doing the sports show, man. We like, you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate, man, the cookouts you did back in the day, man. Because I know some people. Who didn't eat that day? If it wasn't for that cookout, they probably wouldn't have ate anything. You know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, that's real big. Cause like you said, I was I'm from Harrison Homes. You know, we was a little, we was doing a little bit better than some of our neighbors. But you know what I'm saying? You don't forget those things. You know what I mean? You never forget them. You never forget the bad things. But yeah, I've been I've been that kid that you know actually wanted that meal. I might I, I my mom made sure we ate, but. I'm sure I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind having a hamburger and a hot dog versus a soup or something like that. You know right. what I mean? But I mean, you some kids, like you say, just ain't had nothing in their refrigerator at all, mm-hmm. but some water and some butter or something like that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have nothing in there, and I just was happy that I could actually do that stuff for uh for them kids. See, these a lot of these guys that's having cookouts now. They going in five and six and seven people. To do the cookout. When I was doing the cookout, I paid for all that stuff out of my pocket myself. Mm. I did it myself. You know what I'm saying? And I fed thousands. I had thousands coming down there. You know what I'm saying? And they was coming from all over the town and from outside of Greensboro and everything. They was coming there. Some was just coming to hang out and to be seen and to wear their fresh outfit and all that. But some, but a lot of them was coming because they was hungry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my message was to stop the violence, stop the crime. Come down here, get you something to eat and have a good time. Don't come down here for no crime. We're gonna have a good time. And that was that was my whole thing. I wanna have a good time. I still wanna I still want that message to be displayed. You know what I'm saying? I um I was talking to a female named Ingram Bell. Uh I think you might have no, you ain't go to school. I don't think you went to school with Tawana Rowland. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Okay, Tawana uh, is doing some nonprofit organization stuff, 
and she um she actually uh supposed to be looking over some nonprofit papers for me. I talked to a female today that I talked to. Her name is uh, Nicole Beatty. I think it's Jennifer Beatty on Facebook. But she actually from the east side, and she was trying to do some stuff for the community. And this, that, the third. And I actually want to help her, and I might end up doing a few things for her as far as, you know, trying to uh, get back to the community. She's She got a nonprofit, and she's working on a whole lot of stuff and trying to get this money. The sad thing about it is the government is giving – uh, black folks a hard time to actually get this money to actually help these kids, mm-hmm. and I don't know why when we need when we actually need them. And this this is why the crime. This is why I, my my personal opinion is not a fact, but this is my opinion, my assumption. I think that the crime is so bad is because these kids don't have no outlet, and when you don't have no outlet, you get into some bull crap. So if you give us this money to fund this recreation center or this this after-school program or these other or, or maybe allow these kids to do these sports, they like football, basketball, track, baseball, swimming in the summer or whatever, if we get these, this funding to actually give these kids an outlet, then they won't be out there hanging with uh, old boy Jimmy with the uh, with the Tech Nine and the Uzi, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and they just don't have these outlets. So when they don't have the outlets, and then y'all coming into the neighborhood and you you taking the goals down, and you taking the the playground equipment up, and what they actually have something to play with, then what you what, what they gonna do when they go outside? They gonna pick that pack up, yeah, and they gonna sell that pack. That's exactly what they gonna do. They but they don't look at it like that. Then they bring a white person into the school to talk to the kids and say, well, you shouldn't do this and you, you should, uh, and this is why you shouldn't do this and that, the third. But one thing about a young black man, if he's sitting here and he's listening to that white man talk about what he shouldn't do, that white man ain't never been through the struggle and kids know that you see through it. You know what I'm saying? Because for real, for real, when I was coming up, I've been to some certain type of programs like that too. When they bringing a white man in to talk to me, man, you don't know my struggle because you ain't never had the lights off. You ain't never missed a meal. I mean, you ain't never missed a meal. You eating steak and potatoes every night. You know what I'm saying? While we out here trying to fend for our life or, you know, kids is breaking in here or we going up to the store to steal something to eat because our stomach hurt. You ain't been through none of that, man. So how you going to tell me what I should and shouldn't do? Y'all already getting better education, better books, better everything than we getting. So, you know, and I, I, I want to change that narrative. You know what I'm saying? And it needs to be changed, and we got to figure it out. I don't know the full answers, but I know that I got a strong following, and I want to uh, use my platform to actually try to, you know, change a few things and help a few people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's dope, man. I appreciate that. Now, you said you was 43, yeah. right? Yeah. What would forty-three-year-old Z too easy say to twenty-three-year-old Z too easy? I tell them to get it together, man. I mean, you, one thing the twenty-three-year-old Z too easy, he both of them ambitious. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And like you say, it, like you said earlier in the interview, you said that you know if you got that hustle, you got that hustle in you. You know what I'm saying? And you said you could hustle candy when you was younger. 
I would tell the 23-year-olds, he tweeted, man, you got this influence. You got these followers. You got this money. Use that money to actually do something with it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Help your community. Stop breaking down your community. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's a lot of little guys out here. They getting it right now. They, they doing good. But I would tell them, man, hey, bro, take that money out, man. You got it now? You got it now. You take that money and you do something with it, man, and do something positive with it, man. Because when these when these when these white folks get you, man, they got you. Yeah. And they're gonna do you dirty. And they, they call us thugs, but they can legally take your life and put you in a box for twelve, thirteen years, twenty years or a life sentence for some drugs, man. For some drugs that they actually flew over here. We ain't went over to uh, uh Columbia and got no cocaine. We ain't went over there and got it. Right. They brought it over here. They brought it over here, sold it to us, locked us up for it, took it from us, and resold it to somebody else, and then it's a revolving circle, man. You know what I'm saying? And they and they ain't giving us no slap on the wrist. They laying you down. It's so many crackheads in the feds now. When we was growing up, Jay, you had to be a super big dude. I'm talking about. You had to have a whole lot of money to go to the feds. It was like you had to just have a whole truckload of kilos to right. go to the feds. Man, there's so many crackheads in the feds, man. I'm talking about they might have got caught with three twenties and they ain't got ten years for something petty like that. But just because of they they prior record. That's what the feds that's how you get time in the feds because you have pride. Mm-hmm. The the initial charge the initial charge ain't that bad as far as the time, but they use any uh, prize. That's why and why you're in the state system and you get sentenced. A lot of times they let you walk back out the, the courtroom with a probation because they just stacking it up on you. So when they re- ready to slap you and put you down, they got enough priors on you to, to double, triple, and quadruple your time for what you were really facing. And that's how the system is. It's really double jeopardy because if you already served your probation or you got fines of community service and then you turn around, I got a new case, and then you use them old cases to enhance me, I already served time for them old cases. Why are you enhancing me uh, with these new cases? And that's how, that's, that's how the system is rigged and that's how it's messed up. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason why I go in the courtroom and I get hit with a kilo of cocaine which normally a five-year sentence, they give me 15 years. But then you turn around, and then you had this guy over here that just uh, raped a five-year-old child or even a five-year-old girl or boy. It don't matter because they all nasty and they all messed up in the head. But he up here raping kids, and when they rape them kids, they get one or two years, sometimes one year and some probation. And when they rape them kids, what they do to them kids mess them up for the rest of their life mentally. Right. For mentally, sure. mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Now I know drug I know drug dealing is wrong. I ain't I ain't glorifying it. But what I'm saying is when I sold drugs, I didn't force drugs on nobody. They actually came to me and asked for it. You forcing a kid a child into taking their childhood. You know what I'm saying? And taking they they body and all that, you forcing and you taking it and you dead wrong for it. And they should be they should really be having life sentences for stuff like that. Not only that, not only that, you some of these people as I hear this 
raping and taking sex. You know what I'm saying? And that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's just but the, the child molestation is the is the worst to me. Yeah. It's just the worst. You touching these kids at one or two years old, five years old, and they don't know what you're doing to them and all that. It mess with them for the rest of their life. You can find somebody that's 40 years old today, and if they got molested, they still remember it, they still hate it, and they still get emotional about it, even when somebody else bring it up or if they talk about it, they say, you mess them up mentally. But if I sold somebody a couple rocks, only thing they're going to do is be happy. They ain't, it ain't like, you know, it don't mess them up uh emotionally or not like that and it's not nothing that's forced but it's just you know it's really crack cocaine was a black thing and that was a way of you know the you know the jim crow and all that and you know um it's just a another modern day slavery prison is modern day slavery and keeping our black man in in the prison system and that's why we ain't reproducing. That's why the uh, Latino community is is surpassing the black community as far as population in the United States because they reproducing and they keep locking us up. They locking the Latinos up too, because they they brown people too. And shout out to all the Latinos, the, the Puerto Ricans, the Mexicans, the Dominicans, and every, all of them. They doing them the same way they doing us, but. We've been getting done like this for the longest, you know what I'm saying? It's, and it's, I don't know how we're going to repair that, but I guess everybody going to have to get out there and vote and vote for these. Not, I ain't talking about the presidential. I'm talking about these elected officials right here in North Carolina mm-hmm. and start putting them, um, white, them white races on the um, panel and, and, uh, and, and voting for them to be, become judges and, and, and males and and. and uh, governors and all that, you know what I'm saying? We we got to vote and put somebody in there that's actually that that look like us or that got the same. Even if they don't look like the, us, if they actually white and they care about the minorities or the brown people. When I say brown, I mean black people and Latino. If they care about the brown people, then them the type of people we need to be in and put in there. But as long as we keep not voting and, and, and not allowing these people, these certain individuals to get in office, we just going to continue to be uh, stuck. Because what hurt me so much when I was in prison was reading the paper and watching CNN when they, when, when this black, uh, when the George Floyd thing happened and all these other people that, that, um, Ahmad, um, what's his name? Uh, Aubrey, yeah, yeah. Aubrey and uh, the the uh, Rashad Brooks and uh, Brianna Taylor and all these other people that was murdered. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> that hurt me. Kept seeing that stuff on on there, and and it hurt me even more for these people to either get a fake com- uh, get a fake charge where they know they ain't gonna do nothing to get probation. They probably go in the back room, Jay. Look, we got to keep these black people down. They riding, they busting windows, they putting cars on fire, they they shooting at the police, they doing all this. But um, they saying that they doing all this, but they take them in the back room and say, listen, I'm going to charge you for uh, involuntary manslaughter. And you probably going to get about 
18 months probation, but we're going to make it seem like you facing five years, this, that, the third. I really think they go back there and tell these people that and just say, look, you're going to take that. You're going to be home with your family. We we might make you do six months, but you're coming off now. You know what I'm saying? And they go and they slap them on the wrist and let them go, man. You know, if I go out here and I kill somebody, they gonna throw me under the bus completely. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But these people, they they got a license to kill, man, and it's sad. And they killing us. They killing people that look like me and you every day. It's sad, man. I'm sick of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do something, man. We gotta change it. And like you said, man, voting uh, in in the local elections because that this is where we live. This is our community. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all, all the way up to the to the national elections. Uh, one thing that you just spoke about, man, is is it's change and 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 making change, man. What what would you like to see happen in the Greensboro area as far as a better tomorrow? The biggest thing is 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 the violence. I would love to see that. I would love to see these guys come together. You know what I'm saying, and 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 just and do something together. I would also love to see black folks support each other. Man, say man, that if again. we support That's each real. other, if we support each other, man, we'd be strong, man. Our race is so strong, man. We strong, man. We 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 from some kings, man, and some queens, man. I'm talking about powerful people, man. The people back in the day was powerful. I don't think I could have did half the stuff that they did or went through half the stuff they went through. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see people support the the black community, support each other. Now, don't get it twisted. I love white people. I love Asian people. I love Latinos. I love everybody. But I'm just talking, to, when I say, when I continue to talk about black people, I'm saying this because we've been done wrong so long and it hurt. And some people that's not our race, they don't know our pain. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know you was on the sports a lot. And when people's team, George Floyd, I was reading in the newspaper because I was in the hole, but I seen Drew Brees. Uh, he acted out like, well, if, Y'all, y'all shouldn't uh, kneel and this, that, the third. And I remember Mike Thompson checking them. Yeah. I ain't actually see the interviews on, um, I didn't see it on ESPN, but I re- I kept reading it in the USA Today. And some white people just don't get it. They don't get how rough it is. They don't get when we get pulled over and searched and have a gun in our face. They don't know how that feel because it's never been done to them. But it hurts, man. It hurt to see that. It hurt to actually be sitting right there and you in the car with a homeboy and the police got the gun in his face and you looking at him like, man, I know he ain't got that gun in my homeboy face. We ain't even did nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and what really uh, irks me is when they do kill a black person, the first thing they say is he was aggressive, but he was a re- resistant. Stop resisting. All these videos I, I watch, they tell me, stop resisting, stop resisting. How the hell is a man going to stop resisting when you pull my arm all the way up my back? Right. And it hurt. Mm-hmm. I had no choice but to resist a little bit because you hurting me, man. Mm-hmm. You are hurting me. You kicking me. You stepping on me. You putting, like like the dude put his knee in, in, in Floyd neck. You already got the handcuffs on the man. If he laying down on the ground, there's no way he can even get up. 
Why are you doing this aggressive, man? What have we done to you? Y'all the ones did something to us. You see what I'm saying? You did something to us. But we still love you. We still like you. You know what I'm saying? But when you do stuff like that, it really ticks me off. Another thing that ticks me off since I'm on this point and I'm rolling and my blood boiling because I hate this stuff, but I like good officers. I'm not saying I like police or I'm on no police stuff, but I actually like really good officers that actually do their job and do it correctly without, you know what I'm saying, doing all that extra. But what I don't like is when a cop say that he's a good cop and he see that messed up cop doing something and he don't say nothing to him. Right. If, if you see this messed up cop, and I, I don't want to say messed up, but I ain't cursing, but if you see this effed up cop doing some effed up stuff, mm-hmm. then why, if you a good officer, why don't you check him because you a good officer? That makes you a bad officer because you see that this man is not doing the right thing within our protocol and you're not saying that. You turn in the blind eye like you don't know what's going on. You are a bad cop too. You just as worse as him because you 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 accessory to the fact. Right. That's just like if I went in if I went and me and you in the car, Jay, and I go kill somebody, you don't kill him. Dude, you accessory to it because you was with me. I don't care if I did go and kill somebody. You accessory to it too, Jay, because you was with me. You was a part of. If I go in, the, if you take me to the bank and you don't even know I'm going in at a robbery place, if I rob the place and run out and jump in the car with you, you accessory to that robbery. You better believe it. So, <clears throat> yeah. So them officers that sitting there watching them shoot us, kill us, hang us, and do whatever else they doing us. You did wrong too. You wrong too. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. And I'm going to take the time to speak to us. You know what I'm saying? Brothers, if you got a homeboy who ain't taking care of his kids and you standing by and ain't checking your homeboy, you dead ass wrong. Brothers, you with your homeboys and you see a dude get aggressive with a female on some take that type stuff and you don't try to chill that out, you dead wrong too. Like, we got to quit sitting by letting wrong happen to other people and not try to uh, intervene in a way that, you know what I'm saying, that we could stop this and it ain't no it ain't no danger to us, but, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you know what I'm saying, like, we got to check each other, man. If we love each other, like, I, I love my, I, I love my wife, but I'm not going to let her go out the house and be wrong, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. checking each other is a part of loving each other. So if, if, if you, you better believe if, if my homeboy out at the club and, and, and the chick done told him no and he trying to uh, no it would no nah, you got to come grab your homeboy hey man that ain't the one for you tonight you know what I'm saying and and, and lead them off man yeah. too too often man we we I see so many videos on Facebook where people recording and laughing at it you know what I'm saying and, and stuff yeah. like that man we we got to stop that as a people man my bad that was, I, I'm gonna get off my my soapbox but. That needs to be said to us. Yeah, yeah, but uh, Jay, I think that guys actually ain't doing nothing for their children. I don't think there's nothing we can actually do for that. It's bad. Now, don't get it twisted. But you know, you just can't make a man be a man. You nah, see you what I'm saying? You just, you just can't. I, mean, I got, a, I got a homeboy, man. I got a homeboy, and I promise you, he don't even call me no more. Because every time he calls me, the first thing I'll be like, "Man, how your kids?" <laughs> 
and and I know he don't know. But but I said every time he called me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put the conversation about his kids to let him know that I know that he's not doing what he's supposed to do. He done stop calling. Hey, he gonna say, I, he, he gonna say, Jay, look, man, I might be calling you back, dog. <laughs> That's exactly right. Hey, I'm gonna hit you right back. You you exactly right, man. But I yeah. I mean, just growing up, man, without my father being in my life, man, like it was tough. It was tougher than it had I, to be. I, 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 I bet you. I know how it go. Yeah, it was it was tougher I than it had to be. But yeah, man, um, I definitely appreciate you doing this interview. Like I said, man, anything that that you need, man, to get your podcast going, I'm here for you, listeners, man. Please like, subscribe, share. If you got any uh any story that you want to share, man, go to therapeuticrap at gmail dot com. Email us, man. Uh, we appreciate all that you guys doing, man. In in under three months, man, we got 700 listens, man. I'm, I'm I'm so proud of what you guys are doing, man. Thank you guys so much, man. Hey, hey, now, as standing here on therapeutic rap, man, I always give the guests a chance to 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 give an encouraging word, say a mantra or anything, man, to the listeners, man. Here's your shot. Um, I just want to say, man, that I'm available. I'm always available. My name is Zantoine. You see it down on the screen. You can, you can, you, know, you can probably Google that name. You can check on Facebook for that name, uh, YouTube, Instagram, and all that. And I'm available for anybody that want to help and do something positive in the community. If you got something going, I'll help out. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? I got a strong following. I'm doing stuff. I want all y'all to support me. I want you to come out to my events. I want you to come out to me helping these children so we can change this uh, this narrative that's going on out here, man. It's, it's bad, man. And we definitely definitely need to change this stuff that's going on, man. It's it's sad. You know what I'm saying? And if you got a heart, then we, we all need to come together. Let's support black-owned businesses. Let's support black podcasting. Let's support... Black salons, uh, barbershops, nail shops, everything, clothing stores, every whatever you got, car wash, it don't matter. Let's support these black people, man. You know what I'm saying? And black people do good business, so we can support it because some people just don't do good business. And I understand why you might not go to certain people. So I can't just put it on you just go over here and deal with this black person because they got a business. No, you need to do good business too. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I would like everybody to uh, follow me, you know, on Instagram at Zantuan77, you, uh, YouTube with the name on the screen, Facebook with the name on the screen, man. And if y'all, if it, if it makes sense, I'm with it. If it's positive, I'm with it. Please stop the violence. Put the guns down, man. Pick the book up or pick the money up and, and convert that money over into something positive, man. You know what I'm saying? Police, please stop killing us, man. Please. Please stop killing us. Because if it was killing yours, then you would feel a certain type of way. If they killed your child, you would feel a certain type of way. Please stop killing us, man. We don't want to die. We want to do what we want to live. We want to raise our kids. We want to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't going at the police, even though I didn't did all this time. And I had a real hatred towards the police and this, that, the third. But at the end of the day, Someday somebody might need the police to get somebody off of your head or something. So you might end up needing them. But, you know what I'm saying, figure out a way to help us out, man, and, and stop all this stuff, man. But 
Don't kill us, man. Please. Don't kill my brother. Don't kill nobody that look like me. Don't kill no brown people. We tired of seeing people getting killed every day, man. It's pathetic. And that's about it, Jay. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I want to shout out and love my family, man. My whole immediate family. Check out my brother business, High, High Up Express. You know what I'm saying? Podcast coming soon with Angela Dockery and uh, Candace Johnson. Uh, shout out to uh, Candace Clap with the Clapper, Clappertizer. Other hand sanitizer and all that. And I pretty much got everything in, I guess, Jay. Hey, man, once again, we appreciate you, man. Listeners, we love you, man. Out. Oh, I forgot one one last thing. Um, a shout out to my little cousin, uh, Shelly, and shout out to my little nephew, uh, Zaylin. They've been helping me with a lot of uh, this internet stuff that I've been doing. I want to give them a shout out because I love them too or whatever. But all right, that's it. For sure.